KJ and BB button that sounded a little rough. That did sound really rough. It's it's morning ish. <laughs> it is eleven twenty one a.m. Okay, well I I'm waiting to warm up because I have a show tonight. So work. Um, hi everybody. Hi everybody. Welcome back to the KJ and BB show. You I'm s- BB. You should just like talk, like talk like normally. I gotta talk to people. <laughs> I'm BB and I'm KJ. And we are here to start the long-awaited. Uh huh. It's not ASMR. You just didn't know what to say. The long-awaited Saudi Arabia conversation podcast episodes. Yes. So, um, for those of you that don't, why am I talking to people that don't know? Y'all know, Brandon. Y'all know. Everyone should know. Yeah. Because you should. You should have been listening. You should have been should have done listening to the you podcast. Should, you should have been following us. I know. But if you're just here now, welcome. It's so good if to have you. If you're part of the the crowd in Saudi Arabia. Yes. <laughs> we actually, fun fact, we are number 46. Well, let me be more specific because I can say in term, So our podcast is listed under personal journals. That's the category of our podcast. And in Saudi Arabia, we are number 46 for Apple Podcasts in Saudi Arabia. And why is that, do you think? Because people listened in Saudi Arabia. Now, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's why. Because it, it was when I got that when you got, were back. Yeah, so people by then had listened to the podcast. Well, and you know what? I don't even see the Apple stats. I'm not really. And sure. you have to remember, if people, let's say, people did listen to it on the airplane, uh-huh. our phones were still under Saudi Arabia. a Saudi Arabian like time zone. Hey, you know what? You're trying to diminish our big accomplishment. I'm not work. Our, listen, <laughs> if people were listening to it in Saudi Arabia, that means it was being pushed to other Saudi Arabian exactly. phones. And guess what? People in Saudi Arabia are watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Period. And they are listening to KJ and BB. Hello. So, um, so today, so this might be multiple, this will be multiple this will, parts. This will definitely be multiple parts. Um, um, this first part, I think, will focus more on the job, what I was going there really? to do. Really? I want to know about the life in Saudi Arabia. I got We got to talk about the job first. The job first? The job always comes first. No! Life comes first. This uh, episode will be about the job. I feel like I get to decide because I'm the interviewer and you're the interviewee. You exactly. Are the, you are the Frankie if, if Grande. I, if and I'm I, pretend, first of all, no, honey, I am the Kardashian. If I'm pretending to be a Kim, if I'm the Kim Kardashian, I control what my narrative is. Okay. If I'm well, the Beyonce, okay. You okay. think Beyonce is going in interviews, being like, "You all can interview me about so whatever you, think, you want." So you think you're Beyonce? Oh, I know. Okay, and who, who am I if you're Beyonce? You are the Michelle. So Michelle, episode excuse one. Me, excuse me. If you're Beyonce, then I would be your Jay Z. If you're Kim, I would be your Chris. Oh, okay, yeah. But okay, you literally didn't have to pick. Michelle out of all the Destiny's Child like you literally could have picked Kelly but you because you said you were Beyonce but you were like you are Michelle okay I see you want to be Latavia like oh my god somebody can get her so episode one this one will be about the The job the job okay so tell me episode two will cover life okay okay girl you get to decide Kim Kardashian um, so Brandon, um, first let's start it off. Well, let's start from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I um, love that. If you, you, if you know, <laughs> you're so annoying. 
If you know, you know. If you don't know, Kevin and I were working a residency type job Mm -hmm. um, pretty much for the entire year of 2022. Yes. We were doing great. Everything was great until it wasn't. Um, also, backstory: we to make this story easier to follow along, we call this residency this residency type job Voldemort mm-hmm. in this household, the unspeakable. Yeah. Um, so I will refer to this as Voldemort throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. Well, not throughout yeah. this like beginning part. Yeah, we refer to the job as Voldemort. Um, the people as Voldemort. We don't speak the name majority of, of the people. The majority of the people. We so all of them except one. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> um, but and we do that essentially because like we don't give any more energy. We don't. to something that really uh, tried to take everything away from us. And it did. Um, it was something that, if you know the story, you know it came out of nowhere. It came right before the holiday season. Um, and the holidays can already be kind of depressing. Like, the real mm-hmm. tea about the holiday season is it is depressing, like, mm-hmm. because it is so expensive. You're spending a bunch of money for, you know, all of these people that you know in life, because that is another unspoken truth. You are, it is expected that you should have a large friend group, you should have a big family, you should have a big support system of people. So with that comes buying everyone presents during Christmas time. Um, and you go broke. Especially if you're like us and you don't have money to begin with. Like, we are not rolling in dough. Actually, we not, do. We, we are rolling in we dough. Are rolling we in dough. only accept abundance. We abundance only accept abundance. And we only manifest rolling in money. Uh-huh. Um, but at this time, this really affected us not only financially but mentally as well. Um, and so we ended up going, we ended up seeking refuge <laughs> at my ma, at my family's home in North Carolina, which work like mm-hmm. to be able to be in a situation where we both have families in my, mind you, before I get to that, Kevin and I are living in ten, Nashville, Tennessee on our own. We don't have anyone here. We did not move. Here. We have friends here mm-hmm. now that, that we made. made that we've made, but we did not move here with a support system. We didn't move here with even like a friend of a friend that was like, "Hey, can you mm-hmm. help my friends out?" Like they're new. Like mm-hmm. we did this all on our own. Our family mm-hmm. lives. Our families live states away. Mm-hmm. Kevin's family is in Pennsylvania. My family is in North Carolina. We don't have anyone mm-hmm. here that we can immediately be like, we need you right now. And they get here mm-hmm. in the next 30 minutes. And we had this residency job that told, that we gave all of our energy, friendship, time to, that told us we were like family. And that when that got stripped away, it really, we're like, wow, what it, what is here? It really, yeah, exactly. Um, so, like I said, we ended up seeking refuge at my family's home in North Carolina for... The holiday season. One moment, Kevin's looking at his microphone. No, no, everything's fine. Are you sure? Yes. Um, for the holiday season, which included Thanksgiving and Christmas, like I said, really depressed. At this time, also, Kevin was about to begin his journey with American Idol. Okay, I didn't know if I could say it. Oh American yeah, Idol. girl. We're we'll, we're gonna have an American Idol episode. American Idol podcast. <laughs> um, Kevin was about to begin his journey with American Idol, so all of this really could not have happened at a worse time. <laughs> um. And so whatever. We're at, we're with my family for the holidays, depressed, 
randomly one day, my mom, I'm like helping my mom out with something and I don't even know what prompt, the universe prompted her to Mm -hmm. say this clearly. She goes, would you ever go to the Middle East? Like, would you ever go to Dubai or anything like that? And I was like, no, I would never go there. Are you kidding me? They don't allow gay people there. I would never make it as a gay person. Like, look at me. I'm, there's gay written all over me. Like, I am, I am the poster child for gay people. Like, when you see me on the street, there is no pretending. There has never been acting about me being gay or about me being anything other than gay for as long as I've been alive. Um, so I was like, no, mom, I would never go to the Middle East. Like, that's crazy. Um, and even in all of my travels on cruise ships, nothing has ever brought me to that part of the world. Well. <laughs> well, and I, so, I found it on Facebook. So this, um, I was scrolling through Facebook one day, and a choreographer I worked with once, Antoinette, um, posted on her Facebook saying looking for uh, dancers uh, for a job in Saudi Arabia Um, and it was like it said one moment I have it pulled up okay you have the exact that's what I was looking for before we started this (laughs) oh perfect Um, oh shoot I have it pulled up though go ahead (laughs) but um so I see this post on Facebook and I'm I'm depressed Brandon's depressed but I was like Brandon um, my friend posted this um, I think like you should like submit and he did not want to mind you also at this time i had auditioned for a separate job that would have been that was going to take place in nashville um and i still hadn't heard anything from this job um well actually i hadn't heard if i booked it or not but i kept getting emails of like hey in case you were to get booked would you be available this date are Mm -hmm. you available these dates I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like, give me the freaking job. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Um, but I still hadn't booked it. So, like, I had this on the horizon for January. I was just like, oh, what am I going to do? I, like I said, we mm-hmm. were depressed. I didn't want to do anything because I was depressed, but I knew I had to do something. This job, the Voldemort job that we had been doing, um, dance-wise, was not challenging at all. So I spent a year doing a dance show on stage with people who weren't even dancers, one, but who, as a group, we were all labeled dancers. And these boys have never done dance jobs before. They have never probably even been in a dance class. But they were being... I'm not a dancer, and I was out dancing these these boys. (laughs) But they were being labeled the same as someone of my caliber. Um and that was that was an issue. That was a problem. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. that should have always been a red yeah, flag. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. work. Um, so I'm still waiting on this one job. On December 13th, 2022, this amazing light star asteroid sent from 22 billion years <laughs> in time in the universe named Antoinette. I don't even want to butcher her last name because it is something. Girl, you should just said Antoinette, but you said Antoinette. I'm not even going to say it, but Antoinette. Her name is Antoinette. Posted on Facebook. Casting Notice, a show I am choreographing with my associates, and then she named the two associates, Kenny Ortega and Michael McCrary. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Kenny Ortega. Vincent Ortega and Michael McCrary, but I will get to that inside joke. Um, Also, just two amazing freaking humans. Here's the breakdown. Um, 
for those of you that don't know, do you want to explain what a breakdown is for a non-performer listening? A breakdown is essentially what they're looking for. So when you're when Wicked puts out a breakdown for Alphaba, they say strong Beltris, um, age is eighteen to thirty-five, and so essentially the where you could fall in the spectrum of what they're looking for. So the breakdown for this is. As listed, seeking 12 male-identifying dancers, um, double occupancy room paid for, travel economy paid for, no days off, you start rehearsals January 31st in New York City, and then you travel to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, February 6th, open the show on February 19th, return home February 28th, send your headshot, resume, dance reel, seeking all types of dancers and gymnasts, and then her email so this post which it's on facebook first of all so uh, backstory on that facebook at this point in this day and age is such an old school thing i feel like if you are posting on facebook a job like a job or an opportunity it is because okay you're looking from like your connections you're Mm -hmm. looking from people who you may know who may know someone good for this job, whether it be another choreographer or another director that you've worked with. as like, oh, I have the perfect person for this. Um, so immediately, I'm not friends with Antoinette on Facebook. I, I see that she is a New York, like uh, that part of the country mm-hmm. choreographer. Um, and so I'm immediately already counting myself out. I'm like, well, we left New York. A year and a half ago like I haven't I didn't I really roll. I didn't really make an impact in the New York dance scene I don't know anyone I'm not a musical theater person so I don't know, have these musical theater connections real quick so why didn't you make an impact because I was working on cruise ships yeah because you never tried to make an impact on the New York dance scene and continue. there is a reason also why yes. and you are aware of that don't make it seem like I'm like I'm saying but you're like I tried New York and I didn't you 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 were in New York. I did try New York. And I think what Kevin fails to realize is it really is hard to make it in New York as oh, a dancer. As a dancer, if you are not either A, a musical theater performer, or B, a concert dancer. Mm-hmm. I was stuck in the middle trying to break into either or. And with both with both things in the industry, musical theater, you better be a bomb kick-ass singer you or you better have connections. Yes. With concert, you better have been going to all of the Ailey, you know, semi- uh, workshops or all the, the um, complexions workshops. You better have been in all these different classes where they you're making a name for yourself. I wasn't, I didn't get to do that. Um, and so, with that being said, no, I wasn't doing good in New York because I was having a hard time just figuring out what my niche was as a New York dancer. Um, and then also, I didn't have an agent. And that, now that we do have an agent here mm-hmm. in Nashville, really would have made the world of difference mm-hmm. living in New York as a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kevin sees this posting mm-hmm. from Antoinette, who he's worked with. And Do you want to talk I, about how you know Antoinette? Antoinette so I used to work, um, I was a part of the USO show troupe. 
and we had a big show at Hard Rock, the Hard Rock in Times Square for Fleet Week one year, and Antoinette came in and choreographed a couple numbers. And I loved her energy. I loved her vibe. I probably only spent a total of maybe eight hours with her in all. But we totally clicked. She loved my energy. Um, she kept yelling at me because I would kept sticking my tongue out as I was dancing. I'd be like, eh. Which is she, so on brand. And she was like, Kevin, wh- put your tongue in your mouth. I was like, okay, okay, work, good. <laughs> um, but she was totally key, sweet and key, nice. Key takeaway from that, she kept yelling at Kevin, which means Not Kevin, yell, kept yell. I just got the same note a couple times. Which is a problem. You okay, should I was young. Same- I was young. Never, never. Um, he gets the same note all the time now at this age. Girl. So, um, so essentially, uh, yeah, so I had... Uh, I hadn't seen Antoinette in literally probably like four years. Um, and I was like, Brandon, we got to submit for this. And he was just like, not about it. And I was like, I'm going to comment on the Facebook post. And he was like, don't comment on the Facebook post. Don't now, comment on that. were you already doing Idol at this point? Or were you still at home with me? December 13. I can't, you text it to me. I was home with you. Okay. So maybe you were just like upstairs or something. I was also very depressed. Yes. Work. Um, well, Kevin sends me the screenshot of mm-hmm. this Facebook post, and I'm like, like I said, immediately right, like telling myself I'm not fit for it. I'm like, okay, well, I don't have any new headshots. One, um, my excuses. resume. You are so full of excuses. Can I can I finish talking? But yeah. it's it, no, it's true. Sure, it's true. Excuses, no, it's honest. This, it's honest. It is honest. Yeah. You never know who else is going through this yeah. and who else needs to hear it. Yeah. See, Kevin is the type of like person that like. He's the reason why I'd be depressed. Ouch. Stating the real stuff. No, I'm kidding. Kevin's not the reason why I'm depressed. But it can be... It's hard. Let's be be clear. The real tea is it is hard to manage depression or manage things like that with someone who is so overtly positive like Kevin. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the things that I was dealing with mentally and just insecurity-wise are very real things to deal with. But it can be hard to navigate when you have someone like Kevin who's like, you're so stupid. Of course, like, and it's just, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like I was saying, I was immediately counting myself out because I was like, my headshots are old. My resume is not stacked. I don't have anything really dance-wise on there from the last time I did a cruise ship. Um, You know, and that was when the pandemic happened. Um, and I did, like, little things, like a flash mob in New York. But, like, other than that, like, that was really it. And I was like, I can't put Voldemort on there because, one, that wasn't a real freaking job. And, two, like, no. <laughs> um, so, and then it was asking for my a dance reel. And I haven't updated my dance reel in God knows how long. I need to update my dance reel. This is actually a good reminder to do that this weekend. <laughs> um, and so I was just like, no, there – no way but we ended up well i i ended up commenting on the facebook i said because he was like and i tagged him and he was like kevin i told you not to do that and i was like too bad it's already done he was like should i should i tag you in and i was like no and kevin ended up tagging he was like my hubby brandon ellis would be perfect for this (laughs) but anyway there were a lot of people commenting on this and this facebook post actually ended up getting 122 likes and 65 comments, which is big for Facebook. <laughs> like, let's be real. I, I got to say, I got to 
give my props to Facebook. You you were you're saying Facebook's for old people, which like yeah. No no no, I'm not or saying it's for it's, old people. I'm just saying it's older mm-hmm, school. Old I, school. Nowadays but, you would see something mm-hmm. like this on an Instagram story yeah. or whatever. But essentially, Facebook really came through for us in um, 2022 and provided us some major opportunities. So thank you, Facebook. We love you. Thanks, Facebook. Um, so end up submitting for this. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't hear anything for couple weeks i'd say after all of after that whole conversation with my mom on like i would never go to the middle east and i submitted for this and i told my mom I was like hey mom like remember that conversation we were having about the middle east well i ended up submitting for this job in the middle east so like <laughs> who knows like here i was talking shit about how i would never go and i may be going um and just i'm, I'm manifesting it because it's not i want it like i'm like I want this, but there was still that doubt in the back of my mind that was like, I'm not going to get this. Like these, this is going, this is clearly going to be a job that comes down to connections and who knows who. And I would be so lucky if they recognized, if someone looked at Brandon Ellis and was like, yeah, let's put him in the cast amongst probably all of these other musical theater, you know, guys that they're going to be hiring. Well, like Kevin said, I didn't hear anything for weeks. <laughs> um, and ended up at one point just counting it out. I was like, I don't think I'm going to get hired for this. It's fine. And I started working. Um, I ended up getting, though, booked for this gig that I had auditioned for in November. The Nashville gig. It was for a Mary Kay event through Metropolis Productions. So I ended up getting booked for that. And wow, what a really good introduction to my year. That started on January 9th and lasted for about a week and a half. Um, uh, so much fun. Met so many amazing people. Worked, Got the opportunity to work with an amazing production company. The rehearsals were insane. Like, so, like, it was the push I needed to get back into the dance world because I hadn't been dancing technically for the last year and a half. And something that Kevin doesn't realize because he is not a technical dancer is that can go away so fast. You can lose things as simple as being able to turn or pushing up off the floor. If you're not training, did you lose any of those things? But you can't do. I know. I'm I'm asking. uh, Kim, can I not ask questions at this interview? No, but did you lose? You know what you're asking. You're you're asking in the way of your honor. Yes. Girl. Um, like I said, this was a good push because it got me back in that mindset of dancing. Um, and during Kevin keeps messing with the volume. Don't worry about what I'm doing. You keep talking. Ooh, someone (laughs) is upset. He is pressed y'all. So you, you're in Mary Kay, you're dancing in Metropolis. We are at the, and you hear, we are at the rehearsal. Like we were on like day three or day four of the rehearsals. Mm -hmm. And we're on we're on our lunch break. Oh, I remember it so well. And I get an email from Antoinette saying, "Hey, Brandon, this is Antoinette, the choreographer for you know whatever this project. Are you free for a phone call today?" And I'm like, "Yes." I like immediately send her my number. So she calls me on my lunch break, and she's like, "Pretty much like you know, we're looking for dancers for this new project in Saudi Arabia. It's going to be their first ever musical." brought to their country um you are someone that we are considering but i wanted to call you because i need to know will you be okay 
as a gay person, as a queer person going to this country where it isn't really allowed. You know, I, she, and keeping it as real as real, she was very clear on, I am so supportive of queer people, obviously, duh. Um, but I need you to know that, like, this is not a country that is going to be accepting of things like non-binary or, you know, you wearing things like a crop top or short shorts. Like, it, we are going to have to be a little bit more held back in that sense, but I don't want to ask you to do something that you would never feel comfortable fully doing. If this is something that you would not be able to put yourself out there as far as kind of holding back a little bit, then I don't want to make mm-hmm. you if you can't. And honey, I said, I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, I said, I, and my exact words to Miss Antoinette was, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. And <laughs> you know, and the reality is this job opportunity financially was something that Kevin and I needed for oh, our yeah. lives. The universe, like, the universe really looked out for us. We had just gotten a dog. Yeah. Like, Na- our baby Nashville. Oh yeah. Like- also, keep in mind before we lost this job from Voldemort, these terrible, terrible people. These terrible people. We had adopted our dog, moved into a new apartment. Literally moved into a new apartment. <laughs> we moved into a new apartment and because we were told we were going to be working this job for another year. Because we were, we were told-, told, I had a meeting with the leader of Voldemort, <laughs> and this person specifically told me you have nothing to worry about. Yeah. You're yeah liar. Literally everybody, and I can't. I can't wait this to one day. Tr- this is why I don't trust anybody. That's yeah, why I don't trust. If someone's people. on social media and you think, oh, they seem so nice, it's because they're not, they're not actually nice. They're not actually. If they, a good if person. they look like they're charitable, if they look like they're giving, if they look like a person who maybe gives a lot to a bunch of people, it's probably because they're the most egotistical, money centric, um, self centered person, narcissist in the world. They. If someone is really getting ahead in this life, take a look at them, a deep look. They're probably evil. So continue. <laughs> Kevin has not gotten therapy from this. I know, girl. Let's be clear. I am fully healed. I know. I do not care at all. If I were to ever see these people or anyone associated uh-huh. with it, not even no. like, hey, girl, what's tea? And I would keep it pushing. And I can't say the same for myself. No, he can't. But I can because I really don't care. I'm in such a different era of my life right now Period. than I was last year Period. that I'm like, these people cannot affect me. But- a spade is a spade. And these people promised mm-hmm. me that these people promised me job security and then snatched it from underneath us. Yes. Um, right when we had just moved into a different apartment and adopted a freaking dog. But work. Mm-hmm. So who we love with our entire heart. No, it, it all worked out for a reason. Yeah. But Brandon <clears throat> getting this job financially. Financially. Like a, and this is literally Brandon got this got this job. Right, and this is right when I got my residency. Like, literally, the universe was like, I got your back. About two and a half months of zero income. Zero Zero, income. Zero dollars. You absolutely would... Yeah, you would have been out of your mind if you thought I would have been like, no, I cannot Mm -hmm. go here and pretend for a month and hide my full queerness. Listen... Everyone was getting on Beyonce for performing in in Dubai. Do you relate to um, Beyonce? I am Beyonce. Exactly. Um, so you said that you were comfortable and you were like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I said I was now, comfortable. how long between that conversation and did you, between getting the actual offer that you were going? An hour. Perfect. Mm-hmm. 
an hour and it was only because she was driving somewhere else. <laughs> as soon as, you know, and I told her, I was like, you know, Antoinette, I'm going to keep it real with you. My husband and I are in not a good place financially. I, I need this. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I can't thank you enough that I would even be someone that is on your list of people to be calling and having this conversation with. Um, and an hour later, I received an email from the... Mm-hmm. team in Saudi Arabia with the contract. And this was something that was so mind-blowing to me that I didn't even sign the contract for like the next few days because I was like what the hell is about to happen? Because and I I'll, I'll let, I'll let mm-hmm. you say what you're about to say. There were no details really about this project other than it was called Project M because this was the first time they were ever doing something like this in Saudi Arabia. Dancing wasn't even legal five years ago in Saudi Arabia. You could go to jail for being caught dancing. Crazy. Now here's my and partner going to dance. Now they're bringing <laughs> a group of American dancers, pr- majority queer at mm-hmm. that, dancers to Saudi Arabia. Um, and my little aside that I just want to say is from listening to Brandon talk, and I'm sure you're listening at home, I hope you find some self-confidence in yourself, a new um, reassurance that you can give yourself. Brandon is the best dancer that I've ever seen in my entire life. And I know if you've watched Brandon dance, you also agree. You feel the same type of way. Um, so to hear him say like these reasons why he thought he wouldn't get it or whatever, you're probably like, why would Brandon would? you might be holding yourself back and just how you view yourself in a lot of ways. And Brandon, and this isn't just made up in Brandon's head. The industry as a whole did this to Brandon in a lot of ways. He works for companies that didn't value him. He worked for people that didn't value him. So he started to believe how these people were treating him. And to start off this year in 2023, he tried twice. He reached out to two opportunities and he got them both. Um, and both of them were grateful to have him because you are a true talent. Um, so I'm so proud of you for that. Um, um, what's our time marker right now? Because I know we've been be, talking and we barely got through the Facebook. We haven't post. even gotten to. Saudi I know we haven't. Even but got to the th- job. I th- it's important though. These well, details are important. I agree. We need to take a quick little. And we're back. And we're back. Um, so so you got the offer. I got the offer, and you know a little but bit. I'm, sorry. When did your when did your job in this Nashville, interview was horrible. When did your job for Mary Kay end and when did you start for this new Saudi Arabia venture? Well, I, there are still some details that I want to cover pre all of that. Perfect. So mind you, I booked this while I was working a job. So that was already crazy to me and like I was like over the moon, so excited, like could not believe it. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I booked this. I've been waiting to hear about this since December 13th. Like, ah. <laughs> um, and, you know, getting it, one, and in my phone call with Antoinette, I was like, one of the major things was, oh, is housing something that's covered in New York? Because there would be about a week of rehearsals in New York. And Antoinette was like, unfortunately, no. Um, but if that's something you could figure out, would like, is would that be an issue? I was like, oh no, no, it's fine. I just want to know. Um, and so housing, and then I had to pay for my own ticket to fly to New York because, like I like we said, majority of these people that were probably hired for this job are probably living in New York. Um, and so I was like, that's fine. 
we are investing for a large return. We will do it. Um, so Mary Kay was happening from January 9th to the 20th. The 20th. Because they started on the 21st, not the 31st. They started on the 21st, correct. I knew the answer. No, I think they started on the 22nd. Yes, you flew on the 21st. I flew on the 21st. So Mary Kay ended, the Metropolis job ended on the 20th. I literally was turning around, going home, and packing to leave the very next day. This is crazy because I could not have imagined being in this situation comparatively to where we were in November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so if you had, so a bit about the beforehand, I'm freaking out. I'm so excited for Brandon and I'm Googling, <laughs> um, what's it like being gay in Saudi Arabia? And I'm like, everything, everything's same, like, stay same. away. Stay I'm like away. looking up Reddit blogs. Like I'm like, my sister is sending me a, a an article about gay, a, a gay blogger who's was arrested mm-hmm. a couple of years ago or a handful of years ago, but like in the 2010s, <laughs> really scaring ourselves. Oh yeah. Totally scared. And I'm like, Brandon, we can't. Ha- you can't watch Drag Race while you're there. You can't. Um, you can't be on Grinder. You can't. Um, you can't be um, so stupid. <laughs> you, you don't be doing nothing gay. Don't be doing nothing don't, gay. Don't hashtag. He was like block. I was like, like add, change my change my contact information and change my name to Caitlin. Yeah, I was. You. It was like that deep. You I was nervous. so scared that I was like, are they going? But mind you. Also, only things that we freak out about in America, because that's what America has taught us to freak out about. Yeah. Um, being in America, they've taught us to be like, well, these countries are tapping into your phones uh-huh. when America is literally tapping America's, into our yeah. phone. Like, if they're telling you to be afraid of something, it's, it's because, because they're, they're doing, doing it. it. it P- T. So here I am like, oh, my God, the Saudi Arabian government is going to tap into my phone and they're going to see Kevin John with an orange heart <laughs> and they're going to see all of our texts and they're going to be like this gay man needs like i was like <laughs> freaking and that's real like i was like we had no idea what to expect no idea what to expect um so this was all the pre- this was all the lead up and let's let's go back to some things because now we're going to get into getting to new york mm-hmm. and the start of this process mm-hmm. um we got the contract I ended up sending it over to our agent, Karen, from Fresh Talent in Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. to kind of look over and spot it and see if she saw anything that was weird. And she was like, nope, this all looks good. Um, and it, it wasn't, it, it wouldn't have even mattered because I was like grateful to even be getting this job, period. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot of running around to do as far as like, okay, now we have to book a flight to New York. So we booked a one way to New York because I wasn't exactly sure on what it would have been like coming back. Um, we had to look for a place for me to stay. We ended up putting out a blast on Instagram. And I have to say, I'm so grateful for the community that we did create in New York because a lot of people did. Oh, yeah. So many people were like, you get can back. stay with me. So many people were like, you can be on my couch. You can be this, that. 
Um, but at the end of the day, I knew I didn't want to be coming back from a rehearsal day and being on someone's couch. I kind of wanted my own space. So I told Kevin, I was like, I really think I, I, I want to get like a room or something. Um, and I said, you better build one because we're not paying. Kevin was like, we financially cannot afford <laughs> no, that. I said, of course you are. He did not I was, say I of said, course at you, first. I said, you are sugar daddy. Sugar daddy gets what sugar daddy Kevin wants. Kevin did not say that at first. Kevin probably said that after the first paycheck came in. I said, sugar daddy. Um, thankfully to our friends <laughs> at Airbnb, this is not an ad. Um, but it could be, but it could be Airbnb. <laughs> I found a room. KJBB, Airbnb. Oh, my God. Airbnb. I found a room on Airbnb for the week that I was in New York. $300. It was in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. But thankfully. It was essentially two hours away from it where was, it needed it, to be. When I tell you, it was so much further away. But it would have been detrimental had I not lived in New York for as long as I did with Kevin. I knew I know New York like the back of my hand, except for Fulton Street Station. But that is a completely different story. Um, so I, I was comfortable with traveling in and out of Brooklyn every day for rehearsals because I wasn't. I, I knew New York. I know yeah. the subway lines. Um, it wasn't. Gonna, I was like, oh, that's the least yeah. of my worries. Three hundred dollars for a week in New York. Absolutely. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Um, at, like Kevin said, there is. No, there is no doubt, always room for doubt, but never let it overtake the belief you have in yourself, period. Mm. Um, I've been in this industry really since I was 18 years old. Um, and that was when I like when I seriously started teaching, teaching at multiple studios and, um, I was encountering my first dance drama within the industry in Arizona where, you know, people just didn't like me and people were spreading lies about me and people would get on Facebook and post about me. I was 18 years old. Like, adults, grown adults would get on Facebook and post about me, which was crazy now that I look back on it because there's never anyone... Do you want to share something that was said? I'm, I'm curious. No, because it, it was all stupid. Okay. And, like, it when I say it's so far behind me... It's so far behind me, and I'm actually at peace with these people. Like, we talk sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the fact that anyone would post about an 18-year-old and, yeah, like, silly. try to ruin their name is crazy. Um, but my confidence, I think, has always been a problem for people. Because if you know me, you know I'm not an, I'm not an issue of a person. I'm not a problematic person. I don't go searching for trouble. In fact, the quite opposite. I go out of my way to avoid it at all costs. I will I will make the worst person mm-hmm. so comfortable if it means avoiding a problem mm-hmm. because I hate it. Because, and Kevin can tell you this, I can be a ruthless bitch. Mm-hmm. I can hit someone where it really hurts. In the, in, the, in the sense of like, oh, people will really hate me if they saw the real me come out. Um... And Kevin has seen that with others before where I've shut up. I knew I knew he was going to say that. I knew it. You are so funny. You are literally so funny. Um, But I I've I've gone through my life in, in this career, always fighting a battle and always being told 
there was a problem with me. There mm-hmm. was a problem with my personality. There was a problem with my dancing. There's a problem with my queerness. You're too gay. Like, mm-hmm. there's it's always been something. Mm-hmm. It's always been a freaking battle. And I've it's it has led me on this path of not fully believing in myself and always finding a problem with something about me, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm literally, while we're sitting here talking about bookings, I literally have a gig booked in April for a workshop here in Nashville. And I literally was finding a problem with that, with my agent trying to book me for it. I was literally like, I don't think I'll be good enough. I don't think I can do it. Mm. I don't think I don't think I'm ready for it. And it's literally a workshop. It's a day. Yeah. Like it's a day of <laughs> dancing. Like that's it. But I've worked with the worst people who have, when I tell you, singled me out. And I've worked around people who have seen this mm. and who have stayed quiet and who have allowed it to happen and who knew that what was happening to me was bad, but they stayed in silence because that's always the easiest thing to do in our Mm. industry without ruining your own name Mm. is letting it happen. Because if it doesn't involve you, you're fine. You'll be fine. You'll still maintain that connection with the choreographer. I've literally had a choreographer tell my dance captain because I, I, I tripped up on a foot during a solo and I literally had a choreographer tell my dance captain, if he ever fucks up again, you take that solo from him and give it to someone else. Uh. And that, clearly it shook me because it's still with me at yeah. 20, 27 years old. I still carry that with me. But literally, and this man hated me. Oh, my God. Um, it, I've always been too much for someone. I've literally, I, I've literally had a, cre- a casting director for a cruise line come watch a run of ours and tell me your flexibility is like cool and all but it's really not that impressive at the end of the day like i don't really care about any of that and this cruise line is actually notorious for only hiring musclehead boys who can't really dance so i don't blame him for saying that but yeah there are people out there talking to dance like performers like this so coming into this job I was so excited, but I had my guard up. And I want to, in terms of the industry as a whole, why they do that, why do people say these shitty, terrible things is because they want to underpay you. They want to make sure that you you feel grateful to them for being there. Jeez. And we don't treat people like the stars that we are. And I, I just went through an experience where it, the same thing, people trying to make people feel shitty rather than treating them like the stars that they are. And when you fe- when you make other people feel shitty, they're indebted to you. And they're like, oh, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for being here. And they can underpay you for the next job. And they can offer you the not the ship that you wanted. And you're going to Alaska again. They can take advantage of you because you now believe that you're less than. So don't let anyone tell you you're less than. Don't listen to the people that are t- bringing you down. Only listen to people that are bringing you up. Period. Um, so as we've said, this is going to be probably like a few a seven parts part episode because we don't even, you're not even close to Saudi Arabia but yet because there's so many details to cover about this. Mm-hmm. And I want everyone to know every single detail. What? Oh, this, I thought this like, oh. but I thought it was like background music. And I was like, do I have like a fade out track? <laughs> like what? Thank you so much. For listening <laughs> to KJ. I oh want, I, I want people to know every single detail because it is important to the story and how I got here, how I'm sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, this was part and one. And he almost wasn't. So stay tuned for part two about how Brandon Will he almost make didn't it? make it back home. Will he make it to Saudi Arabia? Find <laughs> out in part two. Okay. Um, thanks for listening to part one. Part two. We're going to post part one and two together. together. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be together. It's just for the purpose of sitting through an episode. Like, yeah. if you've been cleaning your house while watching this and you're like, well, now I'm done cleaning. Well, now mm-hmm. you have part two to listen to when you're laying in bed tonight or something. So <laughs> we're taking you on a journey. God, I could write a book probably. Thank you for doing it. We really in. could write a book, honestly. All right. So, all right. KJ and BB. Button. <laughs>